Are you ready? Oh yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody and welcome into the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 113. I'm your host Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us. And joining us as always uh, alongside me are two co-hosts starting with Graham. Graham, how are you doing and what have you played this week? Well, because what I've been playing, I'm doing pretty fantastic. Uh, <laughs> because, well first I'll say other games i played. i played NHL 18 because we know we've been talking all about these tournaments and I've been playing NHL, loving it. Uh, no Man's Sky actually came out for the Xbox. I jumped in on that one day. Uh, I actually streamed it, too. I uh, had a few people join in and say hi, which was greatly appreciated. Uh, enjoyed that game thoroughly, but the game that really got me in a good mood is the NHL 19 beta came out yesterday, and mm-hmm. I sunk my teeth into it pretty deep. And I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story, not too long of a story. But I was playing the beta today, and I was doing an ESHL drop-in game. And for anybody who's experienced this game at all, the beta, uh, they know that every time you hit that right bumper, you're tripping somebody. Pretty much. You're pretty much guaranteed to be tripping. So there's a lot of tripping going on. So I tripped a guy for the third time, and... (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's, it's not like me either, so it's definitely the game. It's not me. So I tripped him for the third time, and then I got this message, you have been kicked for your team play for being very low or something, however it was worded. So I don't know how I feel about this. I was enjoying the game. It was 1-1. I wasn't the only one getting penalties. So like I wouldn't like be in that person just trying to ruin it for everybody, and I got kicked out of it. So I'm kind of kind of torn right now i'm not sure how to feel what do you guys think about my uh, my uh, scenario here personally suck, I, suck. yeah personally it's i like it fault. and it is you it's not the game you gotta adjust and adapt graham yeah graham i know but it's, it's such a big difference from 18 to 19 how can you expect someone to just turn off like that well that's that's what happens well it's better to learn in the beta than it is in the actual game yeah so progress carries over doesn't it i know no, it doesn't. No, then, then you're good. No. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate your optimism, which it's really strange, but thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I like the change. I think it's good. I think people spam. We have the, grabs have the right bumper on the Xbox yes. controller, which is for the poke check function, which people just spam in the past. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it was pretty hard to get a ton of penalties with it in the past, although I've seen some people that managed to do it. Yeah, when you um, get three times. All the time. I didn't even but... press anything, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my screen. But anyway. Yeah. But uh no, quick story. We'd we'd have we'd play with people that were like they're they're like they'd poke check at the guy and then be like, well, well they trip him and get a penalty and he'd be like, well, my stick wasn't anywhere near him. And I'd be like, okay, well then why'd you poke check in the first place? <laughs> like if you're too far away to do anything, why hit it in the first place? But whatever. Uh, we're not going to go on and on and on about NHL 19. Uh, but the beta is out this week for anybody who's interested in that. It was a surprise announcement. Came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Runs through August 2nd. 
So, and I'm guessing they normally extend it a few extra days just for fun. So my guess is they'll extend it through next weekend as well. But yeah, the, the beta came out and it was kind of surprising. It was like a, a fun, surprising, some good news uh, uh, to wrap up the week. So Steven, let's uh, say hi to you and kind of tell us what you've been playing. Yeah, um, I'm doing I'm doing well. Uh, this week's been kind of tiring. Um through mostly my own fault, you know, yeah. <laughs> starting the week off pretty, pretty dumb, but you know, that's, <laughs> you know, we're not going to get into that. Um, but I, I've, I've started recovering, started recovering and, mm-hmm. uh, mostly been playing Octopath Traveler. I'm now at 25 hours, which is crazy, um, to me yeah. that I played so long. I've, I'm in absolute love with the game. Uh, and I did play some NHL 19 and I'm not going to lie. Like as someone who was kind of took NHL 18 off, um, I think we all kind of did. Yeah. Um, NHL 19's been it's been nice to get back in uh, and I'm I'm kind of excited for the game hopefully that doesn't change you know pretty quickly into the game but right now I'm cautiously optimistic about about NHL 19 what, what I'll say just real quick about it is I love the feel and the flow to the game and, and the, the you know what I played last night with you guys yeah. Like I, I love it. it. It feels much more fluid and just like, and the, the things that AI players do are much more like intuitive, just like hockey IQ wise. Yes. So yeah, I, I love it. And it, and that does mean it's harder, but that's okay. So yeah. it, it's actually a good thing, but I like yeah. it. I, I played some of that and I played some Madden as well. It's been a sports game kind of week for me, but I played Madden for a reason that we'll get into in a second, but uh, man, I am rusty. In that game, I haven't played for a while, and it shows. And uh, I was just really off rhythm-wise and everything else. And yeah, I'm I'm hoping to you know be respectable here in the next week. So anyway, <laughs> uh, that's that's me. Uh, so anything else, guys? Before we jump in. Nothing nope. else we've been playing. Let's get started. Anything. Cool. Let's let's get rolling. So uh, before we jump into news, uh, just want to invite you, everybody out there, to join our community. And best way to do that, a couple different ways: head on over to Facebook, uh, look up the Gaming Hub forums there, and uh, take part in in that way. Uh, you can also, when you're there, find a link for Discord and join our Discord channel. A uh, lot of good stuff going on there. We have some really good conversation going. And it's a lot of fun there. Uh, two very different kind of things. It's weird. Like, Facebook has a totally different feel than Discord most of the time. Like, Discord's much more loose, I feel. But it's still, uh, both are great and a lot of fun. And we take part in both quite a bit. So, uh, we also have a Twitch channel. We're broadcasting live on Twitch right now. So, you can head on over to Twitch and look up TXH Gaming Hub there. And, again, TXH, TXH Gaming Hub. And hit follow, please. And we really appreciate that. But uh, when you're there, you also get links to everything else right below the screen where the video plays, like Facebook, Discord, uh, Twitter, etc. And last thing I want to remind everybody is uh, the best place to get all your gaming news uh, for Xbox is the xboxhub.com. We are the official podcast of that site. And you can also check out their sister site, the switchhub.com, for all the latest in Nintendo Switch news. So... Uh, if you'd like to help support us, we'd really appreciate that. And thank you so much to everybody out there who's helped support the show and the community through both Twitch and Patreon. But uh, a couple different ways to do it. If you really like the show and want to help support us, 
that is go to uh, Twitch and hit subscribe. And uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get a free sub to use every single month. And uh, if you choose to use it on us, we'd be uh, very, very grateful and appreciative. Uh, if not, use it on somebody. Uh, help support somebody uh, that's out there streaming and help them kind of reach their goals. So that's one way. And then also Patreon. We have a Patreon page. You can head over to patreon.com slash gaming hub and take part there. Uh, we have multi, we have lots of different rewards for people that take part there. Uh, we have a, we had a special episode, Stephen, that we recorded last weekend that is patron exclusive for a few weeks about uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels that we read. So that's up right now for patrons and it'll be available to everybody in a few weeks. Also, you can get free t-shirts, uh, stuff like that, and be entered for a monthly giveaway of a full $60 game that is exclusive uh, to patrons. Patrons are the only ones entered in that, and those, those are the patrons at the $5 or above levels. So if you take part in that, you get entered for, in, for all that good stuff, and you get all that good, uh, good stuff coming back at you. So, all right. With that, uh, I want to talk real quick, guys, before we jump into news about the Madden tournament. That kicks off officially tomorrow. We're really excited. Steven's really excited about where he fell in the bracket. Just so, so, so <laughs> I drew a, a pretty tough matchup in the first round. I'm not going to lie. So I'd be uh, pretty surprised if I uh, advance beyond that. But we're going to give it a good try and see what happens. Um like I said, I'm a little rusty at the game, and I know the person I'm playing plays a ton of Madden pretty much throughout the year, so he will not be rusty. And he, he messaged tonight saying that he's he's drafting tonight. So I hope that uh, Vikings tell you that you get all, like, 65 overall players for some reason in <laughs> your your mutt draft draft. So, uh, But everybody who joined, have fun. Uh, have a great time. Uh, we hope uh, everybody kind of enjoys the experience we got a full 16 team bracket which is awesome so we look forward to kind of seeing how that plays out here over the next uh, week or so and crowning a champion of our madden preseason tournament which is being played using using madden 18 all right now guys i think we can actually jump into news oh one last thing really really quick and that is uh, a listener out there we have also a minecraft realm that. We made available to everybody in our community. We have some people uh, sign up and join and build some really cool stuff already, which is awesome. But uh, we got a, an email from a member of the community named Chase, and we just want to call it out real quick. Chase, if you're listening, got your got your uh, registration, tried to send out the email, and it got kicked back to us. So please go take a look. Make sure you have the uh, correct email address entered in so we can get you added into the realm uh, to play some Minecraft. All right, now let's head into news, guys. I'm all done with that, so it's time for you guys to talk a little bit. Um, In the news. Starting off, we have uh, news uh, coming out of Xbox, and then more rumors than anything. But when we talk about Project Scarlet, which is the rumored next-gen console that we're supposed to see in 2020, there's a rumor now that one version of it, there's going to be multiple versions of this console. And one version of it is going to be a streaming-only box. No disk drive, no anything, just streaming. What do you guys think of this? Well, it sucks for people that have uh, data caps on their, you know, internet, um, like you. (laughs) 
You're probably not going to be picking this one up. You're probably going to go with the other rumored new Xbox, uh, the one that it will act just like a regular console. But I do think this is a cool option um, for people that do have unlimited internet or just don't have data caps that they want to save some money. They can still play all the games streaming from the cloud. Um, I'd imagine there's going to be some hiccups. Um, and it's going to be super noticeable when Xbox Live goes down because you're not going to be able to do anything with it more than likely. Because, you know, just yesterday, Tyler, we were having issues with, with the party chat. We couldn't get into a party together. In fact, like all our menus were slow as heck. Like I didn't know what was causing that. Um, so imagine what it's going to be like on a console that fully streams everything from the cloud. Because if that goes down, you can't play anything. Um, and that's going to suck. But there will be people that pick this up and you can save some money. Um, I wonder how, what the specs are going to be like. I wonder what the cost is going to be like. I wonder how the games are going to run. And I, I'm excited to see more of this uh, in the near future as we go into 2020 is what the rumor is. Definitely lots of questions to be uh, asked and answered because like Steven said, like price and the quality and stuff like this. And like, uh, I forget the exact name of it, but PlayStation has something similar, a streaming service. And I've heard nothing but bad things about this. Oh, it's laggy and just one issue after the other. So I know like time has passed and people learn from other people's mistakes. So basically overall is they're not forcing you like one way, like when they're going to have the Xbox to always on, like, the whole internet blew up and people were just like attacking like Microsoft for this idea. So they're kind of going that way again, but they're like, but we're going to give them an option that they don't have to go with this streaming device. So I think they're, they learn from their mistake that they're not going to force it, but they're going to give this option. And I think it's great for like said, people who are looking for like the cheaper option. They don't want to, they don't care about it being in like true 4K, like native, that the Xbox console will offer. So there's definitely lots of questions out there to be answered, but I think it's a great idea. And like I said, there will be people with the data cap and stuff like that, which will not work for them. But like I said, they have another option. So I'm just curious. And like I said, it's going to be kind of a new thing to rolling out. And the whole thing with Xbox Live going down. That could be pretty devastating. So I'm, they're going to have the support really good. And uh, hopefully, I'm sure as time progresses, we'll learn more about this. But yeah, that's that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. real quick go ahead. before we go, Tyler. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to compare it to PS Now. No. Um, because PS Now is streaming old PS3 games and PS2 mm-hmm. games. And okay. Xbox has been working hard on the, on this cloud computing technology i think a fairer comparison is nvidia shield which is doing similar things and doing them pretty well um i don't know if it's speculated that it's not going to be true 4k uh because honestly if why why would they do it without that like why would they offer it yeah i agree 4k it's just yeah that's my thoughts well let me ask you guys this question because you're right on steven like I'm going to shy away from this based on the fact that right now I have a data cap and like there are plenty of months where I come in just under it, you know, but, and I think that's, that's the case for more and more people every year. Like this is the first time I've ever really had one, 
but uh, but that aside, let's assume that the the mainline box is going to be five hundred dollars again. I think that's a fair assumption, don't you think? I would think so. Yeah. So, what should the price of a streaming console be? Because the hard drive isn't really going to be there that much, if at all. The, you know, obviously it's not going to have the disc drive in it. So what should the price be for a streaming Xbox One to get you to say, yeah, I want that? 200 250 I mean, if we're basing it off of the Shield, which I don't know if that's fully fair either, but the Shield's about 180 I just looked it up. So if the Shield's 180 I it's probably going to have a little better technology than that. So I think 200 250 is fair. At 300 like, I'm like, I might as well drop the extra 100 or 200 to, or the extra 200 to get the full console. Like, that, that's my thoughts. Okay, Graham, how about you? Well, I wasn't say 300, but I'm thinking 300 Canadian. So that'd probably be around 250 mark that Steven suggested. Okay. Because uh, you do have to make it appeal. And then, like I said, if it gets to the, part where it's like okay if i pay another 150 or 200 i can get the greatest console that's out there right now or the the best one at the time so i think they gotta like market it so that they still make it more appealing to people to uh, get especially if this is something they put in all this time and energy and make sure that it works fine Mm -hmm. they want to make sure they get into the many consumers hands as possible sure and but here Think about it this way for a sec. So let's assume the PlayStation 5 does what the PlayStation 4 did and it's $400. I don't think it will be. I think it's actually going to be $500. But let's assume it's $4. Okay? And this is a way for Xbox to say we have a cheaper version on the market. I think that thing's going to be $350. I think you guys are kidding yourselves. This is Microsoft we're talking about. I just don't think that's enough. I agree with you. I think that's too much for what what you're getting. I, do, I think it's going to be less. It's just purely speculation, obviously. I, Steven, I think the lowest they go, and that and this, again, speculation by all of us, because we don't know anything, right? And we're not going to see anything at Gamescom. Highly doubtful. It'll be next year at E3 that will maybe get, like, a peak. I think more if that. More- more information will leak on it, though. I think we'll yeah, have more. Yeah, little by little, sure. But I think the lowest they could possibly go, well, not could, but will, is two ninety nine US. Like I can po- see that. I think that's more reason. I don't know. I don't know really. I almost want to speculate and say this will be a console marketed towards people who have gaming PCs. And that want a system to be able to play on their TV, streaming from their their Xbox, the same as the Nvidia Shield does. Yeah. So you have a gaming PC, and I, I think I've said this a couple times before on the show, or at least I've told you guys this before when we've been talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, is you have a I have a gaming PC, right? So if I, I can play all these games in 4K or pretty pretty close to 4K. Um, Right now on my PC, but I prefer playing on my couch, on my big screen TV. Okay. As opposed to yeah, sitting yeah. on my gaming chair. 
But if I could connect my console to my PC and I download the games on my PC and stream straight from the, um, mm-hmm. like the, new, the Xbox streaming console onto the TV, sure. that might be an option I'd look into. Um, especially if it had Steam support. But that that's just way out there. But that would be like my dream. Um, yeah. I have a feeling it's closer to that though than. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much considering there's not a lot of lot of news uh, on it, but I could see that being a, a case. The case. So do you require do you require users of the the streaming version to have Xbox Live? Because I would, and that's a way you could maybe keep that cost a little bit lower. Because yeah, well, you'd almost have to. Yeah, I think you do, and you're going to grow. Hopefully, grow your Xbox Live user base at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, you get people to pay less up front and then kind of eat that monthly fee after that. Or, you know, if they're if they're smart, hopefully they do the one year at a time deal because that's a lot cheaper, like less than half the price of paying month by month. Yeah. But and by the way, that deal is still live right now, I think, right on the Microsoft Store where you can get it for, what, 40 bucks. Um, so do that if you haven't yet. But, yeah, I... I'm super intrigued, and I would actually be really interested if I didn't have a data cap because, wow, like that would be gone by like the 15th of the month. Yeah. So, and unfortunately, more and more companies are going to that. So I think it's going to be hard for, you know, a lot of players to, to do this. Now, granted, a lot of players don't play as much as like we do. Right, I, I think most people play for like you know a few hours a week. We're not that. We're online all the time, and sometimes we're not playing. We're just in party chat, talking about the show or whatever. But we're still on all the time. Mm-hmm. But then you add into that the fact that people, I think now especially like the younger generations, they consume all of their like television quote unquote through streaming devices much much more than they actually get cable. Yeah, I mean, I've cut my cable. I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. So how if you have a data cap, how much more do you want to add to that with streaming video games? Which isn't going to be a small thing, by the way. No. That's going to be taxing on that. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a great idea. And Graham, you don't have a data cap, do you? No. I'd, no. Be, I'd be in severe trouble. Right? And I would as well. Don't. Yeah. So... Like I said, mine is pretty generous, and I still am like right up against. I'm doing the math. Like even right now today, I did the math. Like, am I gonna be yeah. all right? You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm at the point now where I really can't download another game this month, or it's gonna be an issue, right? So, but uh, but I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And I think price is gonna matter here. Price is gonna matter a ton. And if they can get, you know, people to come in at or if they can get the console in, sorry, at, you know, 250 I think that's great. And I think that goes a long way towards getting people on, you know, that maybe have PlayStation this generation to get an Xbox next time. It may be even just as a second console. But their, their goal is just to get it in people's hands. So. Yeah. Like, it seems like a part of this, too, is where they have, like, Game Pass and stuff like that. Where, like, it's digital media, right? It's not physical. 
Yep. So it, it really does appeal to that stuff, and it can definitely help drive their subscription uh, numbers up for games like that. And who knows, like, with EA Premium, Origin Premium, whatever that was called, like, that mm-hmm. could be something that will be introduced along with this console as well. Yeah, and I, Graham, I think you bring up a great point there. Maybe un, Maybe unintentionally. But I think... Uh, <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> I think the hook there is to get people in so that they take advantage of those subscription models that Xbox has now. Both Xbox Live and then Game Pass and other stuff because that's where they're really going right now, isn't it? Yes. So if you get people in those subscription models, then that's where you're really kind of making the money from a company standpoint. And the gamers are pretty happy too because they get a lot of stuff to play. So I maybe you come in low with price just to get people you know into that model. What do you think, Stephen? Just to wrap this up, I'll give you the last word on it. Yeah, I, I still think three fifty is a ridiculous number. I think it'll be closer to two fifty. That's and to for, at your point of getting people in. Yeah, but I guess you know the future well, I've, will I've, tell I've, us. Yeah, <laughs> I've gradually talked myself out of three fifty as we've talked through this, but <laughs> but uh, but at the same time. You know, we, we had kind of convinced ourselves that, you know, the Scorpio at the time or the One X was going to be $400. And it wasn't. It was 500 So, you never know. You just never know what they're going to do. And if the base console is 500 with the drive and everything and the hard drive, then, man, maybe 350 is where they come in with that streaming one. Who knows? I hope not. Yeah. But we'll, just, uh, we'll yeah. see as it plays out. All right. Yes, we will. Graham, restrain yourself. We're going to talk about Fallout. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so the Fallout 76... Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> The Fallout 76 beta, Graham, is coming in October. Just for you. Just for me. I and, appreciate that. Well, maybe not just for you, because it's going to start out pretty small. So you well, might not be in right away. Maybe not, but I've increased my chances... By pre-ordering it twice, so maybe That's if I pre-order a few more times, it and might. <laughs> part of me thinks you would play the odds. Now, I... if if I was told, Graham, if you buy it one more time, you are guaranteed to be in that beta. Probably would buy it again, but you know, I would give it away though after because I'm a nice guy like that. But I, I'm kind of selfish, you know, when I want to get in on that beta and try it out. Yeah, so <laughs> here's the thing that I want to point out first before we start talking about it. Okay. There, There's a lot of, like, I, I don't necessarily want to say hysteria, but that's where that comes to mind at the moment. There's a lot of that out there that, oh, not everybody gets to play the beta. That's not true. Mm-hmm. So if you pre-order the game, you're going to get to play the beta, but they're going to roll it out slowly. So they're not everybody that has access to the beta is in on day one of it. But as they roll it out, which will probably be over the course of days, not weeks, then more and more people get added and get access to the beta until everybody has access to the beta. So everybody calm down. You're going to get to play. Okay, I'm calm. Okay, thank you, Graham. But that brings me to the other question I want to ask. And this is where I kind of want to hear what you guys think. This is coming out in October. 
the beta and the, the full game comes out what november 14th right yeah yeah there's no doubt this is just a stress test this isn't anything where they're going to rewrite code or do anything to fix anything in the game because that game has to go gold and be sent off to be printed on discs like at minimum two weeks before it launches and i know there'll be a day one patch steven i want to go to you first on this yes yes but i know there'll be a day one patch but given that they've never done a game like this before is it really the right thing to do to just basically do a stress test and not really kind of check and see how what they've came up with works yeah i i mean i don't want to speculate here too much <laughs> but like so much for their what, what did they call the beta like break everything test anything or some, something like that something like that yeah yeah so how are you gonna say that and then release the beta like three weeks before the game comes out or really more like a month but it's like what battlefield 3 did that's i just remember that one and that game came out like two three weeks before the full game came out and the game was like it looked terrible yes it did um and like the sandbags were so cartoony i remember that and i still bought the game because i'm like it's a beta and you know i was young and dumb back then and then like the game comes out and it's the same issues and and people were saying like this is going to be the full game and i didn't listen because you know i'm dumb and naive and 18 whatever i was and the game came out and i was like i regret this like i'm not saying it's going to be like that i'm just saying how are you going to say like that's what the beta stands for and then but it's not really what the beta stands for. You're server testing. You're testing loads because you know there's going to be a million people wanting to play this on day one. And I still would put my money on um, there being issues on come launch day because there's mm-hmm. always issues come launch day with games oh, like this. Yeah, absolutely. Almost always. Yeah. Diablo, um, Sea of Thieves just recently. Yeah. Like there's a lot – any online game has server issues uh, at the beginning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they there'll probably be a day one patch, and yes, some bugs found in the game will will like be might could potentially be patched, but I don't know mm-hmm. if that's because of the beta. I imagine there's gonna be a lot of like testing involved behind the scenes, um, as we talked about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, it, in Blood and Pixels, they mentioned that. I just, I feel like I'm not saying they lied to us, but it it no. just seems. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they lied. I just false. think that... I don't know. I wouldn't even call it false advertising, but it's just... You, you said... You made you implied a certain thing, and then this implication, you know, the beta coming out so soon, or so close to the full game coming out, tells a different story. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that before I get too much hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Gaming Hill Podcast at gmail.com, by the way. Yeah, my um, name's Stephen, spelled with a V. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Graham, before before I turn it over to you, because mm-hmm. um, I know you're ready to defend right now, and you've got uh, your, your sword and your shield. Don't speculate what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to kind of say first, before I turn it over to you and hear your thoughts on this, like, Bethesda games are known for having bugs. Yes. To the point where they've actually kind of made fun of it at, at E3 this past year mm-hmm. on stage. So, do you think this is the right thing to do? Would you rather see this in September? Not because you want to play it earlier, 
but because it gives them time to actually fix some things. Oh, 100%. Like, when I read the news that it's coming in October, I was like, whew, really? Like, that? that is really close to its release, especially for what they're proclaiming for the beta to be, that it's not actually a beta. It's for something you to do destroy and break, and they put it back together because it's broken. Mm-hmm. So if it turns out that that's what kind of product it is, that it's broken and it needs to be fixed and all that stuff, then I don't think they've allotted themselves enough time to fix it. So, and I don't know if they're like thinking, oh, I can break even when we launch it and we'll just fix it then. Like, that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems like why are they releasing this, like, the beta so close to its release? Like, I do feel like this should be, like, a longer window. Like, an example right now could be NHL 19 beta. Like, this is July, like, the end of July, and this mm-hmm. game is not coming out till September. So that gives them a lot of time to fix certain things that they well, need to fix. To be fair, Graham, that's exactly the same amount of time. Because, I mean, let, let's assume that the follow-up beta comes out, like, first week of October. Because they didn't specify. Yeah, okay, right? if we say right away, yeah. So if it's first week of October, that gives them six weeks, and right now we're six weeks out from NHL. Launching. Okay. So, you so know, maybe that's not a fair comparison, just because yeah. this is, like, an online, full-blown, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, Nintendo is kind of, like, or not Nintendo, NHL is kind of, like, restricted to, like, a hockey game, right? So it has certain parameters and stuff like that. Yeah. But a big open-world thing, like Fallout 76... There is a lot of a lot of areas where there could be errors or bugs or whatever. Well, and I think so, the better compare and contrast yeah. there, Graham, is that you know the the team at EA that makes NHL games, EA Canada, they've made NHL games before. Yeah, many that years. have the same online functions that this one does. Mm-hmm. But that's the as great as they are, they are one of the best game developers out there right now, maybe the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an argument to be made for that. But they've never done this before. So I I always worry when a beta is just weeks before the launch and not a couple months out. Like, do you guys remember when the Halo 5 beta came out? Yes. No. Like, that it was, was like it was like six months, wasn't it? No, it, it was felt longer like... than that. It was in January. And the game came out in October. Yeah. Like, that's legit giving yourself time to make adjustments, fix things that are wrong in the game, and evaluate stress tests and things like that, right? So, yeah. I, I had I had a, not, I'm not going to call it epiphany, but I, I did realize <laughs> something. So, you know, we, we, we talked about Blood and Pixels on, on our, you know, special yep. Discord episode. Um, and Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, I should say. Yeah. Um, and we talk about, like, you know, testing games heavily throughout the book, like every chapter by chapter. But I realize, like, you can't test games based on a, like, two-hour play session because there are bugs that might activate on late-game quests or just crazy things. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is bug testing. I think this is server testing. Absolutely. And I also think this is um, balance testing. I think they're going to have people... Like, they want to know how terrible the community can be and then how to yes. balance it yep. to fix it. I bet you that's what this is for, and it has nothing to do with bugs. And yeah. so I, I'm 
I'm not less worried about that, but I, I think that's going to be more for that. And I almost wonder if – well, I don't think they want to, you know, give the nukes away before the full game is. But I, I just – I was almost speculating there might be you – know, you might see a nuke go off just to see how easy it would be. Like, I, I feel like this is going to be more competitive balance. Um, yeah, that, that's a – that's a Rather great point. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's a great point. I think, yeah, this might be a little research into, like, you know, how big a jerks people are actually going to be, yes. you know, and finding ways to kind of get around some of that. That's a great point. Uh, Graham, what do you think? Well, I want to bring up a point where we, we didn't talk about, but I don't remember the company or whatever, but there's... An, a big online game. I, I'd have to look up the, the game to know for sure. But remember, they're bringing in like a third party who specializes in this big online world and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that will help them out big time. Because the way we're talking about it, we're like Bethesda's on their own. They're like trying to figure this out. But they realize like what they're taking on and how big of a project. And they're like, we need help. So they brought on this company which I, I wish I could remember the name of it because it was in that documentary, was it? I, yeah, I don't on No that. Clip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you remember the part I'm talking about, right? Where yes. they bring in this for this huge online game. So they kind of brought in the experts. So it's kind of like not like Bethesda doing all this stuff on their own and they have no idea what they're doing and they're like, we'll just figure it out. So I, I think they've taken the proper steps. Have they taken all the proper steps? Probably not, but I'd want to be optimistic. But I know there is red flags when you see how close to launch. But hey, we'll know soon enough. We will. Time flies, we... and I'll be playing it. And hopefully, I'm not the one breaking it, but I, mm. hopefully, I am. <laughs> so, Graham, let me just to wrap this up. How bad would the beta have to be for you to cancel your pre-order of Fallout 76? I wouldn't cancel it. Because... Even if the frame rate was like five. But, like, I would say this will be fixed. And you come up with excuses. I got you. What's, what's the point <laughs> for me to cancel it if, if I'm still going to get it? Because obviously it's not going to stay in the broken state, even if it's that bad of a state. Like, they'll they'll resuscitate it and bring it back to life if it's Yeah, but that why not bad. wait for the game to go cheaper to play it when it's fixed? No, no, no. no. The, the, no, Graham's I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing with Graham. There's no changing his mind. The game no, no, could. No. But yeah. in in defense of Graham, though, if this was Halo, I'd be saying the same thing. Sure, and same with me in Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, yeah. you gotta have faith in the name, the product. Yeah. No, you don't. But well, I do. Well, you you can, but. I don't think this game's going to come out anywhere close to being a broken mess, Tyler. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, they won't un- launch the beta if, no, if, it's, if it doesn't yeah, work. It's not going to be a broken mess. It, I I know. I'm just asking Graham the question just for fun. Yeah, well, we knew what his answer would be. So, yeah. <laughs> so but real quick note on Bethesda, guys, uh, before we kind of move on. And, you know, this, this might play in a little bit, Graham, to kind of your confidence that this third party is having a lot of impact on Fallout 76. I think they're having some, but maybe not a ton. And we learned this week, too, that Bethesda is 
a lot less likely to allow an outside developer to make a Fallout game than they have been in the past. So if you're a fan of like um, Fallout New Vegas, you're probably not going to see anything like that anytime soon. Yeah, and that's ridiculous because Fallout New Vegas was the best Fallout game. Ooh, get them! It's not a. It's not a question. (laughs) That's fact. Fact. Uh, Let's not start that here. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not because. But honestly, uh, I'm not a good one to argue that. But I know there are people out there that will argue that. Yes. I don't count Fallout One and Two because those were you know isometric RPGs, uh, not the same. But sure. of the shooters that had, like, you know, that went first or third person, New Vegas is the best. Okay. Yeah, so, some people would say Fallout 3. Steven's going for broke here. He's already gotten <laughs> some fun feedback about his, <laughs> yeah. his Bethesda takes, and uh, he is clearly hungry for more. So <laughs> It's funny, though, because I will buy the, Sky- the Elder Scrolls series and the Fallout series day one with the season passes, and like 17 times, well, okay, not Fallout, I'd buy the Elder Scrolls. But it's funny because I get so much, you know, hate coming my way for opinions when I will buy the games day one. I'll be with Grant playing Fallout 76 the day it comes out. <laughs> so Yeah, and, and I will too. And, the you know, the question is, you know, Grant, for me anyway, like, will it will it catch me and keep me this time? I give you three hours to play. Yeah, I know. It's probably (laughs) about right. But I I so badly want to love it. I do. And I just don't. And and it's not the game's fault. Like, it's not not the game is bad or anything. It's just not for me. But I'll do do my best to make you enjoy it. Okay. I'll give you all my armor. I'll give you all my guns. I'll be running out there naked, (laughs) throwing rocks at people. I'm like, Tyler, you better be having fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't know if the naked part will help, Graham. (laughs) It'll uh, help me. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Uh, We saw the Olympics this earlier this year. We did. Those were were the Winter Olympics. And uh, the Summer Olympics might soon, well, kind of soon, as in 2024, include video games. So, Stephen, why don't you fill us in a little about that yeah so they um the ioc and and another group uh, got together and had like a forum at the olympic museum in sweden or switzerland um to talk about video games being included in 2024 and they also had like stri- or video game publishers and stuff like that and like streamers and pro and then actual pro athletes and people across like the spectrum to come together in a, in a forum to try to, you know, work together to make this happen. And the speculation is that it'll be more like the FIFA and the NBA games as opposed to, like, your Fortnite or League of Legends. So more of the sports non-violent games uh, with the potential for Rocket League maybe being in there. So don't expect to see, like, Call of Duty in the Olympics. But, you know, FIFA is is probably the game that would come first because it's the most mass appeal and it's not like violent because you know countries have their like standards for what can be shown on on television australia is one of them where games get you know censored to high heaven um Hmm. you know based on what's in the game so i can understand why they would choose games like 
FIFA as, or like um, Rocket League. But yeah. yeah. So I want to see it in the Olympics. Yeah. I know people are like, well, it's not an actual sport, but I mean, there's you could argue that about a couple other things. Well, yeah, I was yeah. Say, there's some things that people call sports that I don't call sports. Yeah, and we won't get into that either. But no, <laughs> Darth, <we won't. clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> like I would say, it wouldn't be a real shocker for that to be an Olympics because it is a very competitive, like uh, I don't want to say maybe hobby. Like jobs, some people get paid for it and stuff like that. But I say like games like Rocket League definitely would appeal to something like that. Uh, like I said, I don't think they would go into the shooter end of that stuff. But even like there's other games that I can't think of right now. But I could see that like it is growing more and more popular. Like video games, like podcasts and sh- people streaming and look at Fortnite for like that's like a name that's yeah. synonymous with like. As was well known as anything right now, so yep. that's not a big and surprise. It just seems like it's about due time for that to happen now. Yeah, and I think esports has come a long, long way, yeah. and more than anything else, really. Like it's it's kind of gone from sort of a niche thing that you know had a hardcore like uh, small following to a thing that a lot of people know about now and a lot of people have like their favorite players and all that stuff just like they do in like mainstream sports um but we've come a long way from the days do you guys remember the colin graham you won't but steven you might the colin cowherd rant when he was still at espn where yes yes, where he ranted when he went this like super long rant about how um, ESPN was carrying esports on their channel, and he basically said, "You know, if if they ever asked me to cover that, I would quit on the spot and walk out. It's not a sport." Blah 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 blah. This coming, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me from the from the channel that carries the World Series of Poker and <laughs> other stuff like that, and yeah, nothing dude, against that. But I saw oh, what I saw cornhole on ESPN two. Yeah, being broadcast. I didn't watch it, but I saw my, my buddy posted a picture of it on Facebook. I mean, come on. like I'm not even sure what yeah, that I, is. I like cornhole. It's fun to play when you're drinking in the backyard, but like. Yeah. It's a really backyard. It's a lawn, backyard long game, Graham. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a mixture of like, it's kind of like horseshoes, but, mm-hmm. you know, you can, it's movable yeah. easily. I yeah. mean, that's something that you expect to see on the Ocho, right? And right. All that, but. But no, it's come such a long way because now you have major esports teams for so many different games. Like you've got your your heavyweights, like uh, your MOBAs and stuff like that. And but now you've got Overwatch, which is huge. You've yeah. got Call of Duty, which is still huge. Um, you've got CS:GO is yep, yep, CS:GO. You've got. Uh, individuals uh, where it's not so much teams but individuals with like Madden and FIFA and stuff like that and it's just gotten more and more big and then Fortnite has come on the you know onto the scene and kind of taken that by storm so yeah there's so many games out there that you know it, it it's just growing more and more and then I think they're looking at I read something today that shows that like Twitch viewership is has been on a steady 
incline for the last couple of years. So, you know, the more and more and more people are just watching other people play video games and enjoying that. And I know yeah. people who love doing that. Yeah, I mean, like, like when I, you know, I go get food or I make food or whatever, uh, there are times where I'm like, I don't want to start a TV show and watch for 20 right? to 40 minutes. Like, I'll go mm-hmm. on Twitch and watch chess <laughs> yeah. for, you know, 20 to 40 minutes while I eat. But, <laughs> uh, speaking but, you of know, chess, can... <laughs> has, has chess ever been an Olympic sport? Because I know they've had, like, sports question. that they've taken away from Olympics, right? Yeah, that's a yes. good question. I don't know. I... I'm so... looking it up. I would, I would say no, like off the top of my head, but I don't know. Well, chess know. is trying to be in the 2020 Olympics, along mm. with bridge. So now we're yeah. going way off topic from video games. Yeah. In the my forte, card games and chess. And I'm sorry, but if bridge can be an Olympic <laughs> sport, then so can video games. So like, like they have Uno next. <laughs> Uno because, competition in the Olympics. So here's the thing, like. Is skill a factor in esports? Absolutely. Um, does does even fatigue play a little bit of a factor in esports? Sure, I think it does. So, is that any different than any, any other sport? Uh, having having to adjust and react to your opponent and do different things just because you're not running somewhere, or skating or skiing or whatever. Yeah. Like, does it mean it's not a sport? Yeah. Now, what would PEDs be for for playing? <laughs> well, <laughs> too, much, too much Red Bull? Coffee. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah no shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, there is a limit to the amount you can you can't drink if you're doing um, what is it, the cross country, the biathlon, or whatever, because yeah. it you know it lowers your heart rate for shooting. So you know, I could see there being limits on the amount of like caffeine you're in your system or whatever. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Um, back on the – real quick, real quick. I, I love my chess, so, you know. There is a, a sport called chess boxing where it's like a round of, of a boxing match, and then they play a round of like five minutes of chess, and then they go back and back and forth. And you win by either <laughs> really? knocking your opponent out or checkmating them. Like really? either way, whoever – yes. Like that would be awesome in the Olympics. Wow. Now <laughs> – I don't want to go too topic, far away from video games. But yeah, was, little I think sports. I think we've done that already. So I'll quickly say one. There is one. I don't know where it is, but you would play poker inside a like a corral with bulls bulls in there. So if you got up off your chair, you would lose. So you'd be playing poker, and these bulls would be like circling you, and they might charge you in the table and stuff like that. But you mean bulls? Yeah, bulls. Like bulls in Spain. Bulls in Spain. Like yeah. I don't know what bulls yeah. are. <laughs> yes. well, I don't know. I don't know what craft dinner is either. But well, yeah, it's true. Something yeah. that weird can eat. There's like, some crazy but... mishmashes of sports. So I don't know. <laughs> it's it's competitive. It's interesting. People will watch it. So yeah. why not? Right? Why not? Well, I mean, would would these things continue to grow and and you'd see more and more games and things like that if people didn't watch it? Yeah, like in in Dallas, they're building like an arena designated for esports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be on ESPN if they didn't. Yeah, or if they weren't marketable. Right. And if it wasn't drawing ratings of some sort. Yeah, I think who was 
It was like a few months ago, maybe even a year ago. There was a fighting game on on ESPN, the, the regular, not ESPN two, like mm-hmm. on a Sunday night, and it was the championship. Oh, I think it was Street Fighter. I'm pretty sure the Street Fighter Championship was on ESPN. Huh. And I remember tuning in and watching it. And, like, it was pretty cool to see mm-hmm. Street Fighter. I mean, I'm, I I like watching fighting games. I suck at them, and I don't play them because yeah. I suck at them. But I like watching them. It was pretty cool to see it on ESPN. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's cool to see, you know, gaming grow and become more mainstream. Because, um, you know, unfortunately, there's still people out there that... You know, I saw a tweet this week that was like, you know... Um, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something like, you know, ladies, if you're in a relationship with an adult who plays video games, you need to reevaluate that uh, relationship. Yeah. yeah, I saw that tweet. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that's <clears throat> ridiculous these days. Like, yeah, because because what's what's acceptable? Like, oh, you know, I mean, it's acceptable for people to go to the bar like all the time. Yeah. And Which, it's just something you're actually making money and making a living and stuff like yeah. that. Like it's, I, I don't understand how people can be so close-minded with that. Well, stuff. even even that, I just that argument is so dumb because people sit on their couch from the moment yes. they get home and watch TV for five, six hours, sometimes more than that, and mm-hmm. that's all they do. Like at least with video games, you have to actively think about what yep. you're doing. So. Well. There's just, just some people. One. There's just some yeah. people out there that can't get past this idea that video games are for kids. Yeah, That's... you're no, you're absolutely right. But it is getting less and less, and with like the popularness of uh, Fortnite, like that helps as well, right? So yeah, but you know what though? I played baseball as a little kid too, and guess what? Tons of people watch the World Series all the time. This is so true. you know, and tons of people watch football every week as adults and buy jerseys and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Sports fans and, and video game nerds have, have a surprising mm-hmm. overlap. They uh, do. Especially when you get into like fantasy sports, it's the same yeah. thing. Just in a it different kind video. of is. Yeah, yeah. But we're going a little far we away. Are. From we, are. we are. We <laughs> are. Bring it back. All right. So let's bring it back. So... Let's bring it back by moving on. Yes. Um, to Halo Infinite. A game I'm really excited for, even though I don't really know anything about it, except that it's a Halo game. But that might not be a Play Anywhere title. Um, you know, Microsoft kind of commented on this week saying they don't know yet. And that's kind of field speculation that it either won't be on PC, or that the PC release might be later down the road after the console version comes out. So, does it bother you guys at all? That it might not be playing anywhere on day one? No, but I don't play my PC. So I can imagine yeah, some here. PC players being upset. And I rightfully so. Like, they're just annoyed that it's not, you know, day one on the PC. Um, yeah. Like, but. I don't understand why, why that is. And it makes me think, too, like, Play Anywhere and Game Pass. Does that mean there's a chance that it might not be a Game Pass title? No, no I, I mean, those two things are totally separate. And I think the backlash against uh, Microsoft would be huge. Yeah. Yes. They they would not. All the good press they've had recently would be yep. yeah, go down the drain. Because I feel if, like you've committed to making all your exclusives yes. 
available on Game Pass, and you're like, well, except for this one, yeah, I think that would be the wrong thing. Yes, yeah, and, and they and, won't do that. There's no way. No, and right or wrong, you've conditioned your fans at this point to think that any first-party game is going to be available through that service. Yeah. So they've. it's no longer going to, especially by the time Infinite comes out, it's no longer going to be a thing where, like, People are like, oh, cool, that's part of Game Pass. They're going to, they're going to expect it. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So it's, uh, I, I think it would be really damaging to them to not do it. So you know, I think unless, it's totally separate things. Unless Infinite's a you know, next, ex, next generation game and they don't have Game Pass on next generation. I don't see why they wouldn't, but you never know. Yeah, it's possible that it could be next-gen only, because I do think it's going to be a launch title for their next console. Yeah, the and then do you, think, do you think Game Pass will still be a thing? Or do you think that's uh, just Who knows? It, it might be a delayed thing. It might be like, you know, we'll bring Game Pass in after like six months or a year, right? And yeah. I could see that happening for sure. Yeah, they might have like crunched some numbers and like, see how profitable it's actually been or if mm-hmm. it hasn't really been yep. worth it so that might be the deciding factor and that's and that's yeah. their way around it if, if they do if it's a launch title and then they don't bring in game pass for six months mm-hmm. you'll get it when game pass comes but game yep. pass doesn't come for a year or yep. six mm-hmm. months and that, you know and that that's all guessing on our part right it's sure. not you know <laughs> anything we've read or seen or anything it's just it's all guessing but looking into like you know how the minds of the businessmen work involved in you know in these boardrooms. I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. Yeah, it all comes I, down to one thing: it's money for them. Yeah, that's what I was well, going to say. You know, hard to blame them, right? It's uh, business. You know, if it's not making money, that we're not going to get another console. Yeah, yeah exactly. the, the, so, I, I was going to say that for the Olympic topic is if it brings money in, they're going to put it on there because yeah. if people are watching, it'll make them money. Yep, and I so. Mean, they, I mean, it, there's a reason that when back to the, I don't want to go back to this, but um, <laughs> there's a reason that when ESPN airs bowling, it's like, do you know when ESPN airs bowling, Steven? Yeah, like 7 a.m. my time. No, not no, no. It's not, actually. Or middle day? Middle of the I day. Either knows on a certain day. On a certain day of the week. No, I don't watch it all the time, but I watch the show that's on right before it all the time. Sundays, right? Sundays. And it's always on right after... Um, their NFL like preview show. Oh, yeah. To try to get those people to stay. <clears throat> no, it's too lazy to flip the channels. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> maybe that. But guess what's on at the same time? Bowling's on on ESPN. Football on yeah, every other channel. Oh, oh, during the year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. During, I, was thinking, I wasn't thinking football season. Gotcha. Yeah. So <laughs> they. Uh, so, like, they have their pregame, right? What's it called? Yeah. NFL what? Um, Sunday Countdown. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they have Sunday Countdown. And then it's just assumed that everybody's going to go from Sunday Countdown, either to CBS or Fox, to watch whatever game they're going to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so, ESPN knows nobody's freaking watching ESPN anymore at noon central time on Sundays. So, they put bowling on. And that and that's how I know that bowling's on then because it's always like up next is bowling, you know, after <laughs> exactly. Sunday countdown. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I managed to hear it right before I switched to CBS or Fox. So <laughs> but uh So so to bring it back actually I just thought of something. Yeah. Um 
would it it would be a pretty big system mover wouldn't it though if like three if there were like three launch titles and all of them were on game pass right away so for ten dollars a month you got three games with the like the new xbox like that would sell consoles wouldn't it because you you would get people that are like and i could save 180 dollars and still get the three three games I want, and I mean I know I wouldn't get the three games on Sony because most more than likely it wouldn't be the same games, but like that that'd be a big deal. So here's, like, here's what you do: you launch because remember they they bought these five studios, right? Sure. So a couple of those games are probably going to be ready to roll for the the launch of this console. Yes. And you throw in Halo on top of that, and you're going to have a Forza on top of that, most likely. Because they've had a Forza every year for how long. But here's what I would do. I throw into the box a free month of Game Pass. But I make you enter your credit card. Or sign up for recurring pay or whatever. And then you have to go cancel it after. Because some people just forget to do that. It gets me. It does. Oh, yep. I know. I've, I've had ESPN the magazine for two years longer than I meant because I keep forgetting yeah. to cancel. Well, I was telling somebody today um, that – so the greatest thing, I, I my uh, debit card expired at the end of June, so I, I had a new one start at the end of June, beginning of July. Mm-hmm. The greatest thing about that is there's all these things that I was paying for monthly that I didn't even know or, or just totally forgot about and my bad because I should be paying more attention to that but yes <laughs> but uh you know but there were so many things and all of a sudden I'm like I have like a hundred more dollars every you know two weeks than I normally do <laughs> and, <laughs> or every month it was every month so it's uh it, it was nice and, and like I said my bad but I think a lot of people are guilty of that of like signing up for something and then they totally forget and just keep paying it yep because it's only like 10 bucks you, you know? know Apple Music is great and stuff like that but there's sometimes I go months without using it and there's like $13 just mm-hmm. will infinitely keep going <laughs> well you know what the greatest like perpetrator that is is gym memberships for a lot of people yeah, yeah. Like people go yes. sign up for the gym, and then, and then they they go like everybody signs up in like January, right? Most people, and or a lot of people, I should say, and then they go for like two weeks, and then they stop, and they either don't. There's a couple reasons they don't cancel it. One, they might forget, and two, might be, well, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, you know, they just keep convincing themselves of that they feel guilty. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, like canceling the membership is like the ultimate surrender. Right. But but at the same time, I think it's sort of the same mentality to a point with any subscription service. It's just like, well, you know, I haven't watched Netflix in a while. Like I've gone through periods with Netflix where I don't watch it for like a month and a half. Yeah. Same here. And, oh, that no, I, I'm I, worse with Hulu. Yeah. It's got yeah, it's like six here. months without going on Hulu. But I don't cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Because but it's I'm like, genius. No, no, it's no. It's a genius model. Like it works. Yes. Like, I couldn't so, imagine how much money people, like, have given, like, for all the different services to something that's not being used at all. Like, I couldn't yeah, imagine yeah. how much money is actually just going, like, being wasted, essentially. 100%. And that's why, as much as I see some people, like, some personalities out there just ripping subscription models for gaming. We'll bring it back to gaming here, I promise. But, <laughs> but as much as I see some people just ripping that model... 
why why wouldn't they do it it's a proven successful model yeah and yeah i just i have a feeling that the the pessimist in me isn't gonna win out and that halo will like game pass will come back for the new xbox mm-hmm. and it'll it'll include like three or four games right away and that'll that'll win the the you know the console because you get four f- not free games but four games for 10 as opposed yeah. to you know, uh, 240 bucks American. Um, have if you're playing on PS4 or PS5, and I'd still, yeah. I still stand by saying they should throw in a free month of it to start with. Oh, I, I think they would. Yeah, but, I, mean, I, mean, they I think not. they would too. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just saying they might. I mean, who knows? But that that would help for sure. If for mm-hmm. a month, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, you said for sure. Cool, Graham. Anything else on that? Well, what I was gonna say too, like we're talking about, like game pass like i have game pass i'm I'm pretty sure we all have it and the only exclusives that came out was sea of thieves and state of decay so or state of the k2 so that wouldn't it's not a lot say i need to have this but we got it but there's so much more now that you have access to and people are like this is the greatest thing ever so yep. can you imagine yep. when we get like next three like major ones like if Gears and like Halo is like this is like totally worth it and then mm-hmm. at that point so I I think Game Pass is whatever you say well, as price like as long as it's not too ridiculously high like people are like okay well I'm definitely getting Halo and Gears yep. so I will save this much and I'll have access to so many other games so yeah. I, I think it's a no brainer for most people a price bump to like fifteen for the next generation maybe even twenty. But I'd, yeah, I'd pay yeah, that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know about twenty, I, but maybe fifteen. But we would pay it though. Yeah, I probably. Yeah, would. but would a lot of people? Who knows? Let's not go too, too down yeah, the rabbit the hole here. The speculation road. <laughs> so, all right, to wrap up news, guys. Um, kind of a, a cool story, and just you know something that Microsoft's done really well at and continues to do really well with is their whole like accessibility and inclusion and making gaming available for everyone, right? And we saw the Xbox Adaptive Controller uh, at E3. We saw a lot about it and uh, got nothing but great reviews for the most part. So, cool story this week. Uh, when it gets shipped to you, if you order it, the the package is actually set up so you can actually open it with your teeth. It's not one of those things like, man, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish that like DVDs and Blu-rays were like this. Oh, man, yeah. No, and you got that <laughs> sticker on like I've hurt my the side the and the top wrap. and the bottom. It's like, yeah. why do you need that many stickers? One would have been good. <laughs> but jokes aside, like it, it's a really cool thing, isn't it? Like they, that they're putting this much thought into it. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, it is for sure. That's how you know it's not just a PR thing, like yes. where they just did it for good press, because they actually are thinking about every. Little thing. I know I've heard complaints that the you know the menu button and the uh, share button are pretty small, um, but you can plug other things into it, and I, I feel like they they kind of hit hit it from every angle, and I'd imagine they got feedback from the people that are going to be using this. I I'd be hard pressed to to say they um, they didn't go that route. I, I'd imagine they had playtesters from people like. They had disabled people using this, or at least in the design uh, time. Yep, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
And, and I think it's fantastic that they're doing it. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a really cool gesture on their part to, to back up their words, right? Because a lot of companies talk about inclusion and they talk about all this stuff and they say all the right things and then their actions maybe show something a little different. And that's in all, like, kinds of business that are out there, right? So, um, to see Microsoft do this and actually, you know, kind of put their money where their mouth is, is really cool. So, you know, uh, good for them and good for the people who are going to benefit by having a product like this. So, anything else, guys, before we wrap up news? Nope, we, we are all good. Right. All right, so that's going to do it for news today, everybody. And let's go ahead and move into releases for the week. We'll start with Xbox. So now uh, in stores, we can get South Park, the Fractured But Whole, uh, Bring the Crunch DLC on July 31st. You can get uh, Hashtag War Games uh, also on the 31st. And if you are uh, an Xbox One player, and you have EA access, you should be able to get your hands on the 10-hour trial for Madden 19 next Friday, August 3rd. So, ahead of the release. So, in fact, I, I think it should be that day. And because if you buy the Hall of Fame edition or the other uh, extra edition, whatever it is, <laughs> how about yeah. the Hall of Fame one? But you, you get that on the Tuesday... And uh, the standard release comes out on that following Friday the 10th. So I think the Tower Trial will be there next Friday. So, all right, uh, that does it uh, for Xbox this week. Uh, Steven, what do you have for PlayStation? All right, all three games are on the 31st. You got Chasm and Amorphine and Castaway Paradise. And then uh, you only have a few more days, but you can pick up Heavy Rain and Absolver uh, as right. PS Plus games. Graham with Nintendo. For Nintendo, uh, Tyler said South Park, Fractured Blood Hole, Bring the Crunch. Well, that game is also on Nintendo Switch, and you can get that on the 31st. Also, you can get Crush Your Enemies, which I do in NHL, which not really, but I like to think so. Yeah, not really. And the third game is Salt and Sanctuary. And both Crush Your Enemies and Salt and Sanctuary is are available, will be available on the second of August. Cool. That's it. Well, that's it for releases. Uh, Steven, let's head into questions. Man, what we have this week. All right. First question from Brian Richland on Facebook asks, uh, "Where do you rank this generation of consoles against others?" Man. That's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> and it's it is. Tough. And I was thinking about it today after I saw the question. And, man, I just keep... Like, I love a lot of the games we've gotten this generation. And I love a lot of the advances in the technology that we've gotten. But I don't think I've ever had any more fun playing than when I had my 360. And I, I just miss that. I miss, like, I used to be super into achievements and stuff like that, and now I just don't care. Um, yeah. And I, I, I try out and play a lot of different games, and I still kind of do that now. I, well, I do, but it's, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel quite the same. I just kind of miss that 360 PS3 generation. Um, and you can go back further than that to other generations that were awesome too, like PS2. But, yeah, for me it would be that 360 PS3. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've never had. I didn't have the sixty-four, the N sixty-four, or anything before that. So I'm starting just in the last three generations, which is like the GameCube, like PlayStation Two, Xbox era, and then last generation, this generation. And I'd rank. I agree with Tyler. Last generation was the best um, so far. I. I can't decide if I think this is better than the Xbox GameCube PS2 era or not as good. It's, I kind of flip-flop. Like, the advance in, like, technology and how amazing game look, games look and play, like, is awesome now. But some of the gems from the, that first, that early generation, like, oh, I, so I'd tie it. I'd call it a tie. But I, I do think last generation is ahead of this one. Okay, for me, it's kind of tough as well. Like, the systems came out as of late. They're basically the same kind of design with controller and stuff like that. Just the graphics get better and the games are better and stuff like that. So if I had to pick, like, a generation of games that was, or, like, console where it's like, wow, that's, like, mind-blowing. Because this stuff now it doesn't really blow my mind now. It's like, yeah, that's better and, yeah, that's cool or stuff like that. But it would be the Nintendo 64. Like, when it went into actually, like, 3D world, like, run around, like, GoldenEye and when Mario 6, Super Mario 64. When I witnessed that for the first time, where it's not just, like, flat 2D and stuff like that, that, to me, was, like, wow. Like, I didn't even really know what was going on. Like, this is, like, real life, even though it's, like, cartoony and pixelated and all that stuff. But to me, that's what I remember just being like, this is really cool. And GoldenEye on Nintendo 64 was an amazing game, especially playing like multiplayer where you had like the split screen with four. That was so much fun. That's that is what I would go with. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Piracy, next question asks, uh, besides Fortnite. What video game does everyone love, or a video game series, does everyone love that you don't? And I'll start. Sure. And it's anything by Naughty Dog. Because <laughs> I'm not an Uncharted fan, and I didn't like The Last of Us gameplay. Um, and, you know, there again, Steven with the V. Uh, <laughs> but the, just, the Gaming Hub Podcast at gmail.com, I've, I've tried to get into those games. I just don't like them. I think the gameplay, which is the key feature of gaming is not very good and that is where i had like the gunplay i like the exploration in the uncharted well, games okay, but so gunplay is always what kills me not so not very good for you right well it's just not very good in general oh, but come on now now this is why you're gonna get emails it's not it's there are so many games that have good gunplay and then if you play the naughty dog games you realize how not good they are compared to to that but, all right, fine. To me, I don't enjoy their gameplay. At least their gunplay. So, again, Steven with the V. <laughs> <laughs> Graham? Uh, okay, for me... Now, the question says, what game does people love that you don't? So, mm -hmm. this is not hate. Because I do not hate this game. Because I can't even say I've played enough to hate it. But even what I've played of it, I didn't hate it. So I don't hate it. So don't think I hate the game. But I know how much you guys love Red Dead Redemption and you guys keep talking about it and talking about it. And 
I don't doubt that it's not a great game, but I I don't love it because maybe if I play it through, maybe I'll be like, I love this game. But I know this is a game that you guys love, and I can't say I love this game because I don't really know it, so I don't love it. Because you've never given it a chance, okay? It's true. <laughs> but I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Send your hate okay. to mail to Steven, not to me. <laughs> well, Graham, in retaliation for that. Yep, let's hear I'm, it. I know your answer to Tyler. So <laughs> I'm gonna say sure. I'm gonna say three series. And this is gonna strike in Graham's soul. <laughs> so the first one is The Witcher. Oh. I, like I know it's great, <sighs> I, I just don't love it. It's it's I mean it's okay. Like I know the game's great. It deserved to win game of the year. But not for me. Okay. Second one, Fallout. Oh, I, two I, blows. Two blows. <laughs> no more. So no more. I. Oh no! I saved the best for last, Graham. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> but okay. So I love Bethesda as a developer, and I've really enjoyed some of the games that they have made. I don't love how, just for me, I don't love how they do shooting. And it's a it's a bit of a turnoff, and I don't like crafting a lot of stuff and all that. So, there's that. And the third one, Graham, is The Legend of Zelda. I can't. I'm sorry. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to say it. it. To me, it's overrated. And I know that is blasphemy in gaming circles. <laughs> That's but Tyler spelled, feel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so weak. <laughs> so, Man, we're going to have a, a full inbox after this episode. Yeah, probably. But That's like almost three of my top <laughs> games or franchises. But so there, say we... some more about Red Dead, Graham, and I'll bring some more up. We'll talk about <laughs> NHL and we'll talk about some other stuff easy, you like. Easy, yeah. We'll talk about NHL. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so let's go into a more positive question from Crazy Gamer. Uh, Ask what game that is coming out are you guys most excited about? So I took this as two ways, so we're going to answer both. What game that you know is coming out that was like announced at E3? Like that, we have a date for, right? That, yeah. Well,. No, no, what games that you don't know, like, when the date is, but you've announced and you've seen video game trailers, and then what game's coming out by next E3? Okay. Like, we'll go with that. So okay. there's two, two, two questions to answer. Okay, so um, I'll go first. Uh, the, the one where we have a date and we know, um, Graham, you might have heard of it. It's called Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> um, I heard something about that. Hashtag Game of the Year 2018. But... Um, and it might win. Who knows? But uh, the I, I still say Skull and Bones for me for the one that we don't have a concrete release date yet. I mean, we kind of do. We have well, more we have a window. A window than like though we say twenty eighteen, but it's Ubisoft and it's only been delayed once. That's true. That's true. I'll give there's, you credit. There's like I mean, two or three you, more to go. But... <laughs> All right. So I'll go next. All right. Um game that we have a concrete release date is kingdom hearts 3 no doubt not even close um and then game that we don't have a release date is definitely cyberpunk 2077 i am so pumped and hyped for that game that is almost scary because i'm like worried that it's i'm gonna hype it up so much that by the time it comes it's just not gonna reach what Mm -hmm. i expect 
But I don't even know what I expect. I just expect to have my mind blown. So maybe that's Steven. It's going to be like the Star Wars prequels, man, for you. You're gonna (laughs) you're gonna build it up so much. I I hope not. And then and then then it's gonna phantom menace you. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) Kingdom Hearts three could do that as well because I've hyped that game for a long, long, long time too. So this could just be you know a couple years of just shattered hopes and dreams. (laughs) Yeah, Steven. I heard. uh, I heard Elsa was in that game. Yeah, yeah, she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> uh, more inside right. jokes. They're the best. Bram. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll allow you to speak your mm-hmm. opinion. These are these are tough questions. Bram's um, answer is death stranding. Yeah. No. Because we'll complete the emails vicious circle here <laughs> and have Graham go on a death stranding rant again. Neither one of you guys said death stranding, so uh <laughs> Yeah, so the game that I know, like a release date when it's coming out. Oh, man, that's tough. I'm I'm gonna actually throw out something that you guys probably not expecting, but I'm gonna go with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay. No, I, I, fully we know I knew you were gonna say that. What? I thought you guys figured out to say Fallout seventy six. No, because you like like. You're loyal to Fallout seventy six, but man, you go Gaga over Shadow of the Tomb Raider. You know, yeah, you know me better I, than I thought I, you did. I agree. Okay, and well, the thing too, it's a trilogy. It's completing the story. Like I love Fallout, but this is a different type of Fallout game. This is like an online. Yeah. People can make it a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. So will. I'm not gonna say <laughs> this is gonna be the greatest thing or it's gonna mm-hmm. be the worst thing in my life. So I don't want to put that up there because I don't want to be knocked sure. down. So I'm gonna play it safe. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And the one coming out in the future, oh, that's a tough one as well. I'm going to go with, I mean, I could change my mind later, because Cyberpunk is, now I'm going to go with Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Yeah. All right. I love The Witcher 3, and if it's anything, like, I know it's going to be great. I agree. Okay. Next question from Jaypool asks, what is a game series that you have always wanted to play and get into, but just haven't gotten around to? Mm. Yeah, I'll go. I'll say the original Mass Effect trilogy. Yes. Like, I tried Andromeda, and that might have ruined it all for me. Yeah. Don't. don't. It's (laughs) so much better. And I haven't played much of Andromeda, so I can't really fight defend andromeda but i don't think i would anyways yeah but the trilogy i really enjoyed it tyler yeah and I'm... for you being like a star wars guy like i don't know like it's you meet these different well, species and the old stories and like I, I enjoyed it that's another one actually i could say is knights of the old republic i think you're a little it's a little past yeah i know I, I think it, don't you think like your opinion steven because i know you played it like, don't you think if I if I played it now, I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I would have? Like, yes. Back in the day. Okay. Yeah, I, it's like, just, that's what I think. The gameplay, it's it's dated. I mean, that's just how yeah. it is. And I'm a I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan. And also, there's yeah. crafting. So. Oh God. It's like Zelda yeah. all over again. <laughs> Not even really crafting in Zelda. <sighs> yeah, I was just that's saying. Cooking. Yeah. I'm not sure what he's talking about there. I'm just kidding, Graham. <laughs> I'm not kidding about Zelda, but like the yeah. I thought, listen, Zelda. we'll have a talk later. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my resignation. No, um, okay. a game series. I can. 
I have played it, but I haven't finished it or put enough of time into it. And I like to play the past entries, and that will be the Elder Scrolls, like even like up to Skyrim. I played a little, a little bit, but I would like to get into it, complete it, know the whole story and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do own four versions of it, I'm pretty sure. I haven't counted. I don't have it on Alexa because I don't own Alexa. But uh, And it is Bethesda, so I know it's mm-hmm. amazing. And Steven tells me it's amazing. And But I just, I don't know, I start it and then I just disappear from it but i thought that was like one of the most beautiful games i played like watching like dragons flying around and giants walking and mammoths like next to them like those some of those screenshots are just breathtaking graham i know a series you should get into what's that kingdom hearts no (laughs) red dead redemption yes (laughs) yeah there you go graham all right well, I'll give my answer now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my mine would be the Yakuza games. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. The the only reason I haven't is because I they're just so big, and I don't know. There's just reasons I I, I don't get into them. Um, but those are one games of one series I've always thought about trying. Um, especially considering like Yakuza Zero is now like that PS like hits greatest hits ps3 mm-hmm. or ps4 greatest hits so you can get them for like 20 bucks like both yakuza zero and yakuza kiwami i think or yakuza six one two of the yakuza games are on there but i still don't i think i'd buy it and sit on my shelf for weeks so that's kind of the reason i i haven't bought it is that's what yeah. would happen okay all right so we got time for one more one more one more quick one yep all right uh, let's see. This one might be quick. Uh, Riley Clark asked, what was the first game you played that made you realize video games were a medium for art and not just for entertainment? Hmm. I'm going to have to think on this questions. one for a second. Graham, I nominate you to go first. No, I nominate I'll, Steven. Okay, I'll go Steven. first. <laughs> so, as, as much as I just kind of pooped on the game... Um, like six questions earlier, four questions earlier. Mine, mine might be The Last of Us. I understood that the story mm. was really good. I just, the gameplay didn't hook me. And I've said it before, I would prefer it as a TV show slash movie. I think it would have been more enjoyable to me that way than the game. Other than that, a game that I actually have played to, not completion, I don't finish games, but to really far into the game would be The Witcher 3. And there there was some great stories, and they nuanced, they had really, or they did nuance well, which is saying something, because games tend to not do nuance. And The Witcher mm. 3 had nuance, and that's what made it kind of more art, or I mean, yeah, art as opposed to entertainment. Not to, like, like nitpick but this says like the first game you played that made yeah, you realize it, was it wasn't the until the game. witcher 3 you realized that video games were was like an artistic way of expression it. i never thought about it so okay. thinking back i can't think of any game like even halo like nothing was it was special as a game like just for the advance in gameplay as opposed to story like there's nothing yeah. to me special about the halo story um yeah, that's okay. why I'd say the witch. Okay, I got my answer. Um, my answer is 
Well, well actually, I was thinking another one came up. But I'll, I'll say this one, first one I thought it was, is Fable 2. Mm, like, okay. the part you, like, part you, like, express yourselves, and there's, like, a story, and I, I thought that was really, like, neat how, like, you, like, hold up trophies, and you try to get applaud, and just, like, the art direction, or, like, the story, and the mythicalism, and stuff like that, like, that's, that and, like, Resident Evil 4, when I realized, like, how, like, terrifying, and, like, stuff that goes into like like the atmosphere that that it can create and stuff like that yeah that's, that's my answer you know I for me like I, i'm trying to think like way back um but the the reality is kind of like steven like you know going back into the you know the 90s and even in the early early part of last gen like, most of the games I played were, like, sports games or shooters. And it, it was in last gen, the 360, where I really kind of broadened those horizons and played all sorts of different types of games. Um, so I'll say, I, I hate to piggyback on you, Stephen, but The Last of Us, absolutely. Yeah. Was, and someone um, in, our, in, our, in our chat said, uh, Bioshock, I'm... Yeah, if you didn't and, see that. That's another one. I, I could, yeah, I could see that. Like too. that, absolutely. But I, I don't want to like answer Bioshock for everything like this because it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, uh, maybe my favorite game of all time. But yeah, I, that absolutely as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna throw honorable mention out to a an indie game. Actually, two of them. One's really well known, and the other one maybe not quite so much. The one that's really well known is Ori and the Blind Forest. I'd say Limbo before that, but yeah, Limbo, that, Limbo, and Inside actually, both of those. Um, well, Limbo came out first, right? 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 Both you're, those you're, games, you're that's good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but the other one is a game called Valiant Hearts, which is current gen, but it's it's like a World War One story, and man, it's powerful. Like the ending of that game is really powerful and really good. So I think indie games generally do a better job at the like art type of thing and like the in terms of like having this deep complex story that makes you get the feels. Yeah. You know, more than the AAA games do. Yeah, and and nitpicking um, here with Graham because he nitpicked me. Like I'd argue, <laughs> games didn't really have good stories until last gen and towards the middle to end of last gen. Like before that, it was all your typical like go save the princess or go save the princess in a different mm -hmm. way. Shoot these enemies yeah. to go save the princess, like Resident Evil Four or, or Mario. Kill the bad guys. But yeah. I think we're looking at That's... art as in like different. Uh, perspectives. I don't mean art as in like yeah. the you know the visual art. I mean like art as like the story. Like movies yes. are art or books are art. Yep. Like art just doesn't mean pictures. I'd say no. the, to the me, whole Graham. Package. To me, Graham, art is something that moves me in some way. Yeah, and Fable Two was fun, but it didn't move me at all. And Resident Evil Four was fun, didn't move me at all. So like that's but, why like, that you were like mean... creeped out and like like. But, but, like, Stephen, that, that doesn't, doesn't mean that, that it's not, right. though, because it might for Graham and it might not for you, right? Well, yeah. that so, could be. But, you, I mean, you don't give me crap for not thinking that game. I wouldn't give you crap, but I was thinking you were bit. thinking, like, because The Witcher 3 is, uh, like, one of the best stories I've ever seen mm -hmm. in a video game. Yep. But that's not, like, the first time I ever, like, 
realize like video games is an art like you could even argue sure. way back to mario brothers like the the art like all that stuff like video games is a form of art right from the get-go sure i think but anything that makes you feel, feel like, something is art mm-hmm. so even if it's like even, my, <laughs> even if my feeling is i want to turn this off like yeah. zelda but <laughs> And the quest but, is classified uh, art for entertainment, and you can enjoy playing Mario, but not yeah. be moved. That story is sure. not anything special. I mean, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like I don't like Kingdom Hearts. I guess actually, now that I think about it, was another game that actually like had a moving story. But again, maybe it's more nostalgia now that I'm playing it now and remembering it back, rather than the story actually being moving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can answer that question like yeah. that. But so but, guys, we're already over on time. So yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I hate to move us along. This is a great discussion. But we got to get going. <laughs> so that's going to do it for questions this week, everybody. Thank you so much for signing the man. We appreciate that. Steven, one more thing to announce before we do all the wrap-up stuff. And that's our winner of our July giveaway. Yes, our winner is Nick Peterson. So congratulations. Send one of us a message to claim your prize. All right. Congrats. So congrats and thanks to everybody who sent in questions and, and uh, took part in the conversation on both Facebook, Discord, and wherever else you did. We really appreciate that. It helps uh, make the community great. So uh, appreciate everything everybody does to help uh, make the community grow and get better every day. So with that, uh, we invite you to join the community. Go to Facebook, uh, the Gaming Hub forums. Go to Twitch. Uh, look up TXH Gaming Hub. Just like the people watching us right now on Twitch did. Uh, hit that follow button. And if you choose, uh, actually first, uh, you can click on a link for Discord from either of those places and join our Discord group. And if you choose to support us, uh, support the show and the community, you can do that either through Twitch by subscribing. If you have Amazon Prime, you get a free sub to use every month. We'd uh, be we'd appreciate more than you know if you used it uh, for us. If not, use it on somebody. Or at Patreon, patreon.com slash gaming hub. And if you sign up uh, for as little as $2 a month, you'll get access to extra episodes that are time exclusive for pa- uh, patrons. And if you go $5 or more, you'll be entered for a $60 game giveaway every single month. And uh, at $10 or more, you get a t-shirt and or a mug mailed straight to you the second month that you're in at that level. So with that, we're going to get out of here, everybody. This has been episode number 113 of the Gaming Hub. And we'll be back next week with episode number 114 for Graham, who, by the way, is going to be... On assignment. Actually, not on assignment, just on vacation. Yes. For a few weeks. Graham's uh, going home to Newfoundland, so say goodbye, Graham, to everybody for a few weeks. Goodbye, everybody, for a few weeks. I (laughs) look forward to still communicating with you guys in the community. I will still be active, just not on the podcast, unless some miracle happens and I appear on it, which probably won't happen. (laughs) All right. But, Graham, we want you to go and have a good time, because you guys don't know, Graham sleeps like... You know, 45 minutes a night for about 320 days a year. And then then he goes home to Newfoundland and then he comes back and he sounds like a different person. I get re-Newfoundized. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's now a word. All right. It is. All right. All right. So, <laughs> well, bye, everyone. Yeah, for Graham and Stephen, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, everybody, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>